49% of the people say that they're worried that mm -hmm. it will be replaced by an AI, that AI will replace their jobs, but 70% would delegate as much as work as possible to an AI to actually re uh, reduce this workload, this digital workload that they are having. So I, I think that's the main point when we talk about uh, a future of work to understand that the people see an AI as something that will save time, that will be able to work smarter, that will be uh, limiting this information overload that uh, will solve certain problems mm -hmm. that they are facing right now. And I would say that will allow people to be more creative. Welcome to Comtrade Podcast. Today, we are ready to take a deep dive into all things AI and with none other than Milan Gospic, who is the country manager of Microsoft. Welcome to Comtrade Podcast. We're glad to have you here. Thank you very much for inviting me and thanks uh, for Comtrade for organizing such a lovely event. Great. And now to start off uh, with AI. So what do you think about um, the role that AI has in shaping today's and uh, transforming today's businesses? We've seen a lot of changes in the IT workforce market, in the, in the way businesses operate. So let's start it off with this. How do you, how do you see this change and how did this come about? Well, we are entering a new era, and this era is an era of an AI. And for organizations around the world, this is an incredible opportunity to actually enhance their products, services, and unlock the innovation that they have in their organization, and that way bring additional value uh, into their industry. I would say that it's not just an era. This is an inspiring era that will unlock quite a lot of potential for everyone, both uh, uh, businesses and the people um, utilizing the AI in many different aspects. And I would say that this uh, scale and the pace of technological innovation is unprecedented. Uh, we have not been in such an inflection point for, uh, for a long time when it comes. And this brings a lot of optimism into the currently demanding economy that we have and that we have been seeing for uh, quite a long period. Um, I would say that especially things like cloud and AI, this is something that will be uh, marking our future from now on. And um, companies will have to prioritize the data-driven uh, businesses, data-driven decision-making, and uh, basically build on their digital and uh, um, uh, cloud capabilities and competencies. So this will help uh, organizations and the people around the globe to achieve even more. Yeah, and how do you see this, let's say, like a global change when it comes to the workforce market? Because we have seen a lot of new tools such as, you know, like ChatGPT, obviously, enter the chat, you know, pun intended. So um, let's see, this will, uh, this will affect, of course, a lot of IT industry experts, the way they work from like developers, uh, software developers to programmers. So how do you think uh, this will affect them and what does this mean for them? Which new, let's say, roles will uh, transform? Which new will arise? What's your take on this? Uh, that's a very important question and in Microsoft whenever we design the new technology and we look at the uh, overall landscape of our partners and our customers, uh, we think about the people first. So we want to put the people first in the perspective. So that means that you design the work for people and not putting people into some kind of rigid processes and, and, and the procedures. We call it a human-centric uh, work design. So. Putting people first means like reimagining how the hybrid work can be done, um, fueling creativity, 
offloading people and accelerating productivity. So these are the things that I think are very important. And you can find quite a lot of information about that one in the uh, work trend index that Microsoft is releasing um, on the yearly basis. And the last one was saying, I'm going to read you a few very important things is like in this moment, there are three major findings. One is related uh, to the current status of our work. And it says that digital debt is upon us, meaning that we all see a bunch of emails coming every day. You're getting pings from a different type of tools. So a lot of requests are coming to a single person. And this is what we call a digital debt. Actually, what is costing us is costing us an innovation. So uh, we see that this is the first point. The second is that we see a new alliance between an, an uh, AI and the employees. Mm -hmm. So this is the new alliance that is arising. And then that basically every employee in the future will need an AI. These are three major points. And I will just bring a couple of numbers on board to, to, to bring sure. this closer. So it says like this, when we were asking like 30,000 people that were involved into this uh, 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 last um, report that we were doing, 49% of the people say that they're worried that mm -hmm. will be replaced by an AI, that AI will replace their jobs, but 70% would delegate as much as work as possible to an AI to actually re uh, reduce this workload, this digital workload that they are having. So I, I think that's the main point when we talk about uh, a future of work to understand that the people see an AI as something that will save time, that will be able to work smarter, that will be uh, limiting this information overload, that uh, will solve certain problems mm -hmm. that they are facing right now. And I would say that will allow people to be more creative. Mm -hmm. So that way we can boost an innovation, meaning that you were asking me about different work profiles. If, yes. if, if you have just people in the software development and you have a junior developer, today we have a tools that can do a coding. But actually what allows you that is to take a junior developer, uh, developer and instead of giving him a lines and lines of code, which is more or less a manual uh, thing to do, you will have a machine to do that and uh, the developer can check and uh, uh, give a uh, bigger meaning to that uh, work, meaning that you are moving people from a manual work and a lot of information in that manual work to more creative uh, 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 work in the future. And with that one, I would say that, you know, embracing an AI will actually help us in this whole digital world. So you're saying basically that AI won't replace jobs, but it will, uh, that people and AI should work alongside, right? So uh, in specific, absolutely, absolutely, yes. yes. yes so yes. just for the audience wondering, because it's usually always the question that always comes up. It's like, which jobs will AI, AI take on? But also when, when we, to shed a bit of light on AI, positive light on AI, let's say uh, some new roles will emerge, right, from this transformation. We've seen a lot of new roles such as chief AI officer in the companies arise. So what do you think about these roles? Where do you see these, these new profiles, let's say, uh, in the companies? What do you uh, envision will, will arise from this change? Well, that's a little bit of a fu futuristic, I would say, question that we already live because um, I will give you a, a, a soon uh, a, a bit of a history too, but AI is nothing new. I mean, for uh, quite a long time, we have a different roles that takes care of data. And um, uh, we have been talking for quite a long, I would say a decade about big data, about data-driven culture and how to explore the data and how to use the data. So from that point of view, we already do have an established 
uh, I would say, organizations that are embracing this data type of a culture. And everyone is moving in that direction simply for the resilience of their own organizations. We have seen in the past, uh, I would say, turbulent years that we had in the worldwide economy and with the, all the things happening around the globe, is that digital has given quite a lot of power to both uh, uh, people, organizations, uh, businesses, employees inside of it to actually cope with uh, uh, a situation that happened. So from that perspective, I would say, yes, for sure, the AI is uh, entering as, uh, I would say, a new uh, type of um, uh, approach into everyday life. And I think it's going to be more and more, as I said, that's a new inflection point where, you know, the curve is suddenly uh, going up, especially we are at least in Microsoft planning to launch quite a lot of new products in, in, in that direction. So we are going to see an, uh, emerging a lot of new uh, jobs, a lot of new positions, probably roles inside of this one that we cannot even think about right now. And it will be quite an industry dependent. Why? Because, you know, the AI is a technology that you can apply in a different uh, um, uh, industries. Yeah. But you have to know that industry in order to really use an AI and the data in, inside of that industry. Is it a telecommunication or it's manufacturing or it's a healthcare? Mm -hmm. So there will be a different roles in different industry that will help the organization embrace the AI and move forward. Absolutely. And then when we talk about uh, Microsoft's own AI tools, you have been known for uh, successfully de developing and deploying AI and uh, both to business to business and business to client scale. So what would you, uh, let's say, what would you suggest to companies? Where, what should they focus on? Where, where should they invest in terms of AI and, and in terms of development and deployment of AI? Of course, depending on the industry, obviously, but what are some key points they should focus I, I, I on? I would say like this, you know, um, in, in general, when we started this digital journey and all the transformations that are active in the past, uh, I would say, decade, uh, one thing comes as a, as a first milestone, and that's competence. So every organization needs to consider learning and knowledge as an investment, not as a cost. So I advise everyone, mm -hmm. train your people, make sure that you invest in their competence and understanding of the technology so you can actually deploy that technology. Today, it's not enough that you buy the license or you just take some type of a technology. You need a whole organization to embrace that technology. So this is not a question only about the IT department in your organization, mm -hmm. but actually both the HR, the business decision-making, the finance, everyone uh, of using that technology. No. So that's the first part. So, so, so learning. upskilling, right? The upskilling Absolutely. of employees is the first key point, okay. Absolutely. So the, the second one is you need data. And people think that, you know, they have a data. But actually what we find out very frequently that this is a bunch of unstructured data. So that means that what you need is to have your data model and you have data structured in your organization. Understand the business process, what you want to do with that data. So here, one of the first steps to help you out is the cloud because cloud can handle uh, quite a lot of data and it's very flexible in that perspective and offer you quite a lot of analytic tools 
and the different tools for for data. And I would say then uh, it's up to this organization who has uh, gained the competence, have a data to start innovating on top of the data. And that could be customer experience, personalization of your offers, automation, efficiency, data analytics, uh, supply chain optimization, healthcare, as I already said, finance, cybersecurity, quite a lot of things uh, 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 that are emerging that they can use actually data. And of course, then in that process, artificial intelligence, depending what kind of uh, um, output they want to have. Obviously, then you touched upon the data and cybersecurity, right? Those two come hand in hand because we have seen the rise of a lot of AI and automation tools, right? And they are basically upon everybody to use today. A lot of societies, companies, they use AI in some scale, some form. So how does this come about in terms of data security? So are we there yet? And in terms of like, can cybersecurity follow these trends of the AI development? How can companies be sure that their data is fully secured? Even before we have um, um, e exploded with this AI trend that we have right now, uh, um, and I will come back again why we have yes. this trend and how it comes that it exploded now, uh, we started talking a lot about the cybersecurity because uh, uh, going digital, that means that, uh, you know, you are... Um, uh, your company is operating in a completely different way. And cybersecurity needs to have on, be on everybody's mind. That means mm -hmm. from the uh, uh, frontline workers to a top management uh, of, of the company because the cybersecurity uh, effects are really endangering not only the businesses around the world, but also uh, quite a lot of, uh, uh, I would say, mission-critical systems. So the cybersecurity from that point of view is... Uh, uh, another uh, important point that we are addressing, especially through the tools uh, in a, in a past year, but again, I, I will go uh, uh, towards the learning. Everybody in organization needs to be aware of the cybersecurity and understand the cybersecurity threats uh, uh, that they have. So these have to go hand in hand. Uh, cybersecurity and the development of, of data-driven organization. And uh, uh, we are now um, uh, deploying actually the a new generation of the tools that will involve the artificial intelligence mm -hmm. into understanding the cyber threats and protecting the customers from the cyber threats. Okay, and then you, you said you wanted to, uh, let's, let's call it that way, expand this topic of how did this all come about of AI being everywhere, you know? AI is not a new term, yes. but now everybody gets to talk about AI, we see it everywhere. So how come all of a sudden from this, this trends comes about in, in companies? We've seen it, the open AI, everybody knows about open AI. So how did this come along? Well, it, it's really beautiful when something like this happens and then you see something emerging from Almost nothing. But actually, yeah. there is a lot of work behind this one. And uh, as you said nicely, the AI is, AI is not a new thing. I mean, we are uh, working on the data systems, uh, machine learning, uh, um, and in general, AI um, uh, uh, type of an algorithms for many years. Uh, Microsoft in its portfolio has uh, uh, different AI models for quite some time. But actually what happened here are, I would say, some things that are very important uh, uh, from a point of view also of a, a Microsoft mission statement. So mm -hmm. we are here to empower every person and every organization uh, in the world to achieve more. 
And um, uh, uh, what, what happened with an open AI uh, um, and uh, chat GPT and also some other tools that then started emerging is the fact that everyone could uh, access them and everyone could try them and everyone could play with them and everyone can start using, using them AI. for different uh, purposes. And suddenly we, we, we simply walk the imagination of the people around saying like, guys, you can use it. So we democratized in that way the AI. We said this is not just for the powerful companies that can invest a lot of money into the things or, I don't know, algorithms behind the social networks and things like that. It's only for the business. No, we let it out to all the people in this world that can then start using the technology, of course, for good and democratizing. So that, that's the first point. The second point is that we have reached, our cloud systems have reached such a capacity that we could sustain this type of uh, uh, a new technology. So especially, I would say, uh, the leading companies in the cloud uh, um, uh, 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 in, in the cloud technology uh, have uh, started building up their capacity, understanding that the AI systems really require quite a lot of also hardware, because what we see in front of us is usually just the software, but actually behind that one is a very powerful hardware. Microsoft is heavily investing into this one. So when the Microsoft Azure cloud has reached the point, we have been able to release the something for everyone. Yeah. And this is the way that we have democratized and offered the AI to the whole globe. And this is why the AI become popular. I think that uh, chat GPT reached uh, like uh, 1 million users in one week. So that was something really fantastic. And, and we want to continue uh, also in that way. So what we are building right now is a lot of tools, a lot of tools and every single um, uh, um, product in Microsoft portfolio will basically have and AI capabilities. We're going to call them co-pilots. So co-pilots will be uh, included in uh, uh, most of our products, if not even all. And, uh, you know, tomorrow, actually, you will be more or less speaking with your device. And you can say, okay, but even previously I could speak, uh, there was quite a lot of uh, assistance. That's true. It's showing continuity in, 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 in what is happening, but it's also showing the power of uh, democratizing this type of um, uh, a technology. So I think it's uh, one uh, fantastic thing that is happening uh, right now with people embracing this technology, even they are not like an IT pro. Tech or savvy, whatever. yes, obviously. Yes. And I was Absolutely. Just, yeah, I was just yes. going to get back to that. Like you have um, a lot of, um, uh, let's let's call it that way, open AI models that are integrated in business models that you are, that Microsoft stands by. So this is obviously great news for businesses, not just for like the end users. And uh, which leads me back to uh, the question of uh, good partnerships in technology. Uh, Comtrade and Microsoft have a long lasting partnership even before the office was opened in, in Serbia. We have long-lasting decades of uh, partnerships. So what do you think uh, partnerships bring into the field of uh, this AI and data-driven world? How important are good partnerships? Um, I think that uh, the partnerships are based for uh, developing uh, this uh, fantastic new, I would say, era of uh, uh, technology that we have in front because uh, we are to a certain extent uh, a platform company, so we are allowing uh, tools. And uh, 
Sometimes I have in my office a doctor coming in. Sometimes I have in my office a person from manufacturing, someone uh, from uh, completely different industries. And myself, I will not be able to answer to all of their needs. So to a certain extent, we need a, a, a partnerships that will help uh, uh, transform those businesses using the technology that we uh, that we offer and this is where uh, a, a great uh, partners come into play to basically bridge that between us as a technology uh, um, drivers and um, uh, uh, customers as an end uh, as an end users knowing their business how they work what they need what are the pain points what they need to resolve and and, and so on so on so on I'm really proud of the partnership with the Comtrade and the existing uh, 20 plus years of uh, uh, really working together I feel like uh, uh, this is a momentum that has been built uh, constantly and I really want to thank Comtrade for uh, being uh, such a loyal and uh, a great partner for all of this year. So thank you for this question. It all comes down to loyalty at the end of the day, integrity loyalty. But we're glad to have you here as well and to keep uh, this partnership going. And uh, last but not least, to go back to the question of uh, uh, how does AI affect our business organizations in uh, in terms of organizing the way we work. Uh, with you know, with the new trends arising, with new uh, AI and automation tools rising, we've seen a lot of changes. For example, Microsoft Teams has bloomed, you know, during the COVID lockdown phase. And now with the recent global changes, some, some huge companies, technological companies, Companies are getting their uh, employees back to the office. So, what's like, Microsoft's opinion on this? What's your stance? Do you have the flexible work hours? Do you have? How do you organize uh, the, the, this type of, let's say, work from home versus work in the office balance? Well, I, I, I was mentioning before in my uh, conversation with you about the people first. So, yeah. I, I would again start with the, with, the, with the people first. You know, there are some things that have changed, and they will never go back. And I think that they should probably not even go back to what it was because uh, we have already embraced the certain changes so much that it has become a new normal. And this new normal is now an old saying, let's yeah. call it this way. So so uh, if I think about like a new uh, uh, ways of working and um, uh, again reverting to our uh, work trend index, as you see, I, I think we need to explore further and reimagine this hybrid work mm -hmm. to understand what is best for your organization, what is best for your people. So, so what type of uh, job you do, and that will depend on how you can uh, uh, actually adjust. So uh, w what you want to achieve with this one is to basically fuel creativity and innovation into people. Try to offload them from the manual works and go towards this um, uh, type of, um, uh, I would say, uh, inspiring uh, workplace where people can feel that they can express themselves, that they can bring themselves to the job. So that means that they do not have to be in one type of a suit in the afternoon and other type of a suit in the morning. But there will be always, of course, uh, 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 the people that will go to office, that are executing their jobs in the, uh, uh, let me say, uh, uh, other environment than a digital. And I want to thank them too. Uh, I mean, for everything. Otherwise, I mean, we cannot work. So I would say that the flexibility is the main point here. And we need to understand and put the people first, understand how best the technology can support them into delivering what they have to deliver. 
So we're, we're saying let's, let's leave creativity and innovation to people and manual jobs to technologies, right? Let's call it. This is what I would uh, appreciate, advice. even though I use sometimes <laughs> even technology for being inspired. So That's, that was my next question. <laughs> How do you envision the next steps moving forward? Into, I'm, I'm thinking that like they're getting smarter. You know, the technology is getting more innovative. We've seen a lot of, you know, like voiceovers of uh, AI doing even for the most famous artists. You know, you can put now Freddie Mercury singing like uh, the, the song of uh, Celine Dion. So they are getting creative. AI is getting creative. What's your closing note on this uh, the AI and let's say versus, but alongside people? Where, where do you see the development of AI in the next, let's say, five to ten years? Let's call it that way. Um, for me personally, the whole story is very inspiring. Inspiring itself, yes. It, it is inspiring <laughs> itself. Yeah. You know, um, uh, being um, a tech person all my life, you know, I, I, I got a new toy. So it's like fantastic and I want to explore and see what this toy can do. You know, but I, I see also people around me exploring this toy and, and, and being uh, not even scared to do, try to do this and try to do that. I will tell you just um, a, a, a brief story. Uh, I, I was not even aware that I was probably part of the first uh, artificial intelligence art exhibition in Belgrade that happened in somewhere in December mm -hmm. uh, last year. So there was a conference organized and uh, we were discussing about actually ethical use of the AI where Microsoft insists a lot about the regulation and how to actually control the whole industry. And I think this is in front of us to learn more and to uh, uh, get engaged all together into making sure that this technology is always used for good and the best way. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, discussing that on that conference in the evening, we had a party and the party was actually organized as an uh, artificial intelligence exhibition. So they were using DALI and put uh, 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 the descriptions of the uh, pictures they would like to have and got a lot of pictures out from the DALI which were on the walls in that evening. So. Uh, at that time, it was looking like, okay, there was a machine doing something, but actually everything was interested. So, so suddenly you see that uh, uh, that picture has something different than mm -hmm. the pictures you've been seeing before. Paintings, let's call them, but it's actually a yeah. picture because it's on the screen. So uh, I, I want to say that sometimes we are not even aware how beautiful things are around us, how the things that can inspire us and move us forward are already there. But actually, you know, um, democratizing it and, and moving it forward, allowing it also for free use of, uh, of other people, we can empower people to use it for good. So this type of a technology tomorrow will expire, inspire people that are uh, uh, writing songs, that are writing music, that are maybe uh, uh, producing uh, uh, paintings or any kind of uh, filmography, uh, uh, this yeah. type of um, uh, um, I would say it works, but in, in general, this is a technology that we can explore more and that we can use and hopefully inspire others uh, to use in a right way. Great. Thank you for this uh, positive and up uplifting note. So I would like to end it right there. So for people to get inspired by just, by just what you just said. And I wanted to thank you once more for your time and for being a Comtreat podcast guest and hope to see you next time with new innovations from Microsoft. Thank you so much.